What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Kiss My Angelus. I'm Sarah B., the Sleepy Bandit, and today's episode is all about women in music. With me today are three working artists navigating the industry, Aaron Perez, a.k.a. Castor Troy, Nina Sung, and Emma Maidenberg of Prism, who's actually Skyping in with us all the way from Indiana. After the show, be sure to check out all the artists' music by following the links in the post. Let's get right to it. So are your families supportive of, have they always been supportive of you pursuing music? God, no. What? You want to be a gypsy? (laughs) Okay. You and the reefer. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Aaron, were your parents supportive? Uh, My dad's been pretty cool. He's, uh, when when I told him I wasn't going to go to college, he was like, all right, well, you're not going to work at taco shops. What the hell are you going to do? So he's always kind of had like... Did you know when you weren't going to go to college, you wanted to do music? uh, Yeah, I knew I wanted to do music, but I, you know, I thought of a million reasons why I couldn't do music. So I I, like, after high school, I had like five years of like talking about doing music and not Mm. really doing music before I like kicked my ass into gear. But my dad was always kind of just like, hey, as long as you're taking care of your shit, like, and I think, you know, my dad's a little older. He's like 60... 66 or something like that so like just certain stuff he just doesn't understand like he like he when he thinks of me doing this you know he'll like he'll google edm festival (laughs) and he's like he's like well avici like has his song on the radio you should just put your song on the radio and i'm like good good call (laughs) i I know so like i think he's just like as long as i'm i'm happy thankfully like i have he's very very um forward thinking that like he just wants me to be happy he knows that that Paying um, your own rent, paying your own way. Exactly. Yeah. He's. I think. It, I think he gets it a lot more now. Like, cause since I, uh, um, I moved out and um, I'm not dead. So, <laughs> I think he's like. He's like. Oh wow. He's actually. He's. He's doing his thing out there. And he seems very happy. Yeah. So he's been. He's been pretty cool. But my mom. But my. I don't talk to my biological mom. But my stepmom. She has. I probably no idea what the hell's happening at all. Really? She just no. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't like send them your releases and stuff like that. I'll send my dad. My mom will like get freaked out. You know, she doesn't even know. Like, and I heard there's drugs there. You know, <laughs> yeah. So at, at a certain level, they they like it because it, I'm like alive and not yeah. starving. But there's also a level where I just don't think they understand what what I'm doing at all. You know. Hmm. I mean. And then, Nina, you kind of jumped in like, <laughs> hell no. No, yeah, no, my parents, my parents, they still don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. I, I think that my mom, she she heard, you know, some of the tracks and she was very, like, she is supportive. And, you know, she, actually, when I told her, I was like, I'm going to do music. Like, there was a time where we actually sat down, mm-hmm. family meeting time. And I, I basically <laughs> said, you know what, this is the only thing that makes sense for me. And. You know, she she immediately was like, you know, um, okay, this is when is this phase gonna, you know, mm-hmm. like, were you, you doing something drunk? or were you focusing in their eyes at least on something else? Yeah, I mean, I was always doing music in the in like on the side, right. but like I went to UC San Diego, like, and I got a full ride, and I was double majoring in political science and and theater actually. And wow. So that was like, I was, I mean, I was really school wasn't hard for me mm-hmm. because it was a formula, and it was like, okay, one plus one equals two, and I can do that like all day every day. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't. What I knew that I wanted to do in life, like in this world, like that was, I, I meant to do, I'm going to push myself even further and make myself even brighter and, you know, contribute something more to the world than mm-hmm. just day in, day out, do the same thing and, you know, crunch numbers or something like that. And um, yeah, no, but they, I think they started to realize that because there's not a day that I don't work on music. And I think right. they see that and they kind of go, well, she's going to be totally. doing this and like, why wouldn't we want to support that? Yeah, you know, it's the like the breaking day. the idea of, of it being a lax, like, art 
you know, right. just like, it's like, no, I'm working every day and yeah. it's actually harder because the chances are smaller or whatever, yeah. the industry is more competitive. But. Yeah. And I mean, it helps because I don't send them dance music-y stuff, you mm -hmm. know, now I just send them piano mm -hmm. and they love that. Like, yeah. it's classical mm -hmm. and it's so calm and it's melodic and yeah, you know. No See, drugs. see me on those, no drugs. you know, I want to hear that. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, what about you, Emma? Um, when it all started, I think for me, I've kind of always known in my head that I was going to end up doing something with music. I just was waiting for the opportunity. And then as soon as the opportunity came along, I was just going to put everything into it. And it, it has. But um, it's definitely taken my parents a while to get it. Like, I'm still a full-time student, obviously. I'm Wait, still what are you majoring in? Tourism, hospitality, and event management. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> throw, you're going to be throwing some parties. <laughs> yeah, right? I know. So it's the thing is, is like, I think it's grounding to be in school for me. Like it, it brings me back, you know, like mm -hmm. I don't get to, I guess, I guess I stay centered here and I can, I can grow from here. And yeah. this is our home base still. And Nick lives right next door to me and like in our whole studio is there. But, um, my dad dropped out of college to do music. So oh, wow. he doesn't have too much room to talk, <laughs> right. but I'm not dropping out quite yet you know I don't I don't quite know um but they're supportive like they they share it on Facebook and they're like Aww. my Emma singing with Borgor <laughs> you know awesome. and they've always loved my singing and so they've they've always shared my videos and stuff and now they get really excited when they can tell their friends that it's on the radio or that it's on iTunes and stuff like my dad sits on the BPM station of Sirius XM, like with his video, like waiting for the song. To <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so cute. Really so cute. no, they're very supportive and they're so happy that we're having success. But every conversation ends with, but you're still doing well in school, right? <laughs> you know, but yeah, we're getting there. Do you think um, for you two specifically, like aside from the instability of the industry, for your family, there's an idea of like being a woman in that industry that kind of adds more to their fear? I think, you know, honestly, I I never thought of it like that. And, you know, when I, I guess I'm, a, I'm really naive in that sense. And it was only like while I was in the industry and I had encountered some, some like blatant, blatant sexism like, to my face. Can't wait to get to that part. And I never, <laughs> I mean, the, the thing is like, I realized I was really spoiled and I come, I walk around, I'm like a very, I'm kind of a very much like a child in the sense that like, it's just very simple to me. Like, if I like it, I'm going to do it. But then mm -hmm. there's all these other fears and things that people say, like, no, you shouldn't do that, or that's not right. a good idea, and, oh, I wouldn't do that. And I I, I never really heeded that. Mm -hmm. And now that I think about it, you know, sometimes my mother will, as a, you know, it's, it's, it's so sad because sometimes that kind of bias mentality does get passed on from, like, the people that genuinely love you. Totally. It's absolutely. not out of, like— they're trying to pass mm -hmm. fear. It's just more like, look, I, I love you. I went through the same thing. I don't want you to right. hurt they like that. They believe it's the reality of mm -hmm. it. It's like, you know. Protection. That's yeah. so true, yeah. And I think my mother, she kind of worries. Well, I'm, I think I'm a lot older than Emma. I'm actually 28 years old. And so she kind of like puts Wait, how old are you? 28. I'm 20. Oh, yeah. Wait, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I feel 28 so Club. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. So I'm actually, I'm, I'm 28. Yeah. Um, so my mom's kind of like, you know, so when are you, you know, like she's, she's talking about marriage. She's thinking about like, whoa, like, you know, and yeah. biologically speaking, you know, you say, oh, women or whatever by 35, you're not going to, I don't want kids. You're not going to be able to have kids or whatever mm -hmm. like that. And like, 
it just never crossed my mind because all the greatest things that have ever happened to me, blessings in my life, have always happened on accident almost. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. in a way, I wasn't like searching for it. It right. just sort of happened. And so I, that's kind of how I live live my life. And but my yes, I have I having I think maybe that is a part of the lack of enthusiasm that my mom might have totally. for this whole industry. You know, she's like, you know, it's you. There's a biological clock, and you're, you know, you're on that clock, and then, you know, this is, you know, when is this? You and know? then what are you gonna and do? And then what are you gonna do? And yeah. then the world blows up, mom. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I've had that, exa- that exact same conversation with my mom. No like, way. Last, yeah, exact same. Like last time I was home, she was asking me. She was asking me if I was dating anybody, and I said, I really don't have time. I'm right. very busy with music. I'm gone every weekend from school, and when I'm at school, I'm just doing homework and recording and trying to get stuff out. She's like, well, what about people in the industry? And then I said, well, I don't know. I feel like it's it's kind of sketchy to do that because mm-hmm. you don't you don't yeah. know you don't want to like rock the boat with anything. And she's like, well, what about in ten years? Are you going to still be doing the same thing? Oh yeah. But if you you know, I know that I mean, question. Same conversation, and yeah. it's 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 an interesting point, you know. Um, but I don't know. I think it's part of our generation to be like. I'm going to do me for as long as I can. You know, like I'm going to just like do what I can. I'm going to do everything that I'm going to be successful. I'm going to be successful with myself. I'm not going to rely on anybody. Yeah. It's like they don't don't know what is behind the other door. You know, it's like they know that for whatever their history, at least, it's like this door leads to this door. I mean, because like with me too, it was like, all right, well, you know, are you guys going to even the house thing and the kid thing? And it's like, I think it's that fear, like you were saying, like older people kind of projecting out of love. Like, well, if you don't do that, like, then what? Like, what if you're not able to have a kid? It's like, I I mean, I could, you know, who knows? I could not be able to have a kid now. Like, I don't know that, you know? Like, we, you got to just keep it. There's like a million, like, I'm hyper exposed to this, like, philosophy at Icon, you know, just dealing with all the, the, the fears that people have. But, like, specifically in that one, it's like everybody at some level is making their decisions because they can predict the outcome. You know, like, if you have a kid right now, you'll have a kid and then you can get married and do all this mm-hmm. shit. And even for a guy, it's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm 27, so it's like, well, you a lot of your friends are getting married and they're probably going to have a kid and they'll settle down and have a house, white picket fence, and it's like... The minute you can like accept that that shit might not be for me, totally. it's like mm-hmm. you, everybody else has to either adapt to it and deal with it, which they won't, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it I, makes yeah. you sleep better. And I mean, I think it's funny you like bring that up because I'm definitely, I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, man, like I need more time for my career. So I have to think like if I do wait, I might that just might be it, you know? And it's like, am I okay with that? It's like a weird internal, and I think Mm -hmm. a lot of it comes from the fact that you're supposed to. You're supposed to, you're supposed to, you're supposed to have a kid. You're married, you don't have a kid. Like, how come you guys don't have a kid? And it's like, well, what I want is I have a lot career-wise that I want to accomplish, and like, you know what I mean? But that's the thing. No one's ever going to be quite satisfied. I was thinking about it. I was like, Mom, if I get married, then you're going to be on my case about having a kid. If you're going to have a kid, why are you having a house? Why have it in that neighborhood why not have it in this neighborhood I totally agree okay it's never gonna end never it's never gonna end I tell my mom that all the time yeah you're gonna yeah go ahead the other thing is like we are in the industry we're such a vast minority to be these people that are like I'm not gonna have the normal life I'm not gonna have the cookie cutter life I'm not gonna have three kids and the husband and the pretty house and stuff you just like (laughs) don't know like you have to kind of sacrifice that you know, because if, if you're saying, 
I want to go on tour. I want to be managed. I want to do collabs with big people. I want to play shows for thousands of people every single week. You can't, you can't make yourself, you can't play that mind game of, but what am I missing? Because if you're happy doing that, it's just totally. completely, you're just giving yourself anxiety <laughs> about something that you can't, you can't live two lives. So yeah. I think the more you accept that you're doing what you want to do, you're going to be okay with mm-hmm. that. And then, it, and then it'll just like transfer over to people. I hope. Because I know a lot. A lot of my friends are like, "What the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. What are you doing?" Like, I'll post. I'll post something, and people will be like, "They'll screenshot it and send it to me, and be like, what is this? What is this? <laughs> what are you doing?'" Outside of your family and in the industry, like, how how has it been so far? Just overall, like, it, is it kind of now that you can? I feel like you guys are in like the thick of it. Mm-hmm. You know, not on either end, but it's like really navigating the waters. Was it what you expected? What it, what's it like? You know, as, everybody, as especially for people, especially for people who like don't, you know, live in LA or like participate in the industry mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I mean, even for me, before I worked for Icon, like I had yeah. no idea. But what's it been like for you guys? <laughs> yeah, let's start. As a, as a woman, as I a mean, woman. as you, honestly, and of course, we know that, that you're, you're a woman. You're a woman. You know, <laughs> I know that. I feel like you know, I don't want to put it in that way because I don't want anybody to think like you're speaking for all women in the industry or whatever. It's like, what's it been like for you? Let's ask some real people who are, you know, releasing music and working in the studio and trying to collaborate. And obviously it's male dominated. Oh yeah. yeah. It's definitely males. Definitely don't want to like generalize, but we are a very small portion of the industry as Mm -hmm. women. And um, there's a lot of pressure, I think on us to be, to be a certain way because if you, you know, this just like a general sexism thing, if you hook up with three guys, everyone's going to know about it, but nobody cares if guys, you know what I mean? Like you have to be so careful with your reputation. Every mm-hmm. single thing you do mm-hmm. comes back to you and your partners and your management and your team. And you just have to be like super strong. I think we, not that guys don't face their own battles. I totally know they do. But there are a lot of lot more small hoops that we have to jump through totally. in, terms, in terms of gaining respect. Um, something I was thinking about recently was um, how there's a lot of pressure to be funny, like in our industry, <laughs> and how there's so many. It's I feel like it's almost easier for guys to have a funny personality because most of the girls that I know that are super funny do it like it's like a self-deprecating thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like a lot of the jokes they make are like self-deprecating or they're, they're like making themselves look bad. You know what I mean? To be funny. And guys, I don't know. It's just a different. <clears throat> I see what you're saying for sure. Yeah. Respect in the industry is, is harder, but it's super rewarding and it's, it's not impossible. <laughs> right. And it's interesting. You bring up like the hookup culture, because I mean, if you're in, in, if you're existing in this community, it's natural for, whatever to happen, but I don't think it ever comes. I mean, with guys, it's, it's like promoted, but I can see how like, you can't be hooking up with a whole bunch of guys because the industry is pretty small and then it becomes like, that's what you do or whatever. It is. And and I swear, sometimes I'll, I'll bring up a girl's name or something and I'll be talking to a group of people and people will be like, She's such a whore. (laughs) I'm like, she's like, I view her as a respected woman in the industry. Like she works for a big management company, you know, and it's just, 
I hear that a lot, and I yeah, it sucks. Like as soon as a girl does it, they like I think the guys, the guy, the standard guy's ego is so fragile that if she hooks up with homeboy Mm -hmm. and now they're not doing well, she's a bitch. She's such a whore. She's sucking everybody's dick to get to the top, and it's like, oh god. I feel like I always (laughs) ask like the like why, like what happened, and it's either a story that's like three other people, you know what I mean? It's like, I heard that she, you know, so I'm always like, okay, no. And then it usually just comes down to like, oh, she had sex with more than one person. Yeah, and then I you got, find oh, out. no way. What? Oh, I got no. a direct message on Twitter recently that said, whose dick did you have to suck to get a song with Borbor? Oh wow. my God. Yeah. Oh Lord. Yeah. That's so, not okay. Yeah. That's horrible. I don't know. I mean, like, like that happened. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. It's it's kind of cool though. I mean, I, I I mean, there's a lot obviously that's that's going on in the industry. It's just the like, the bottom line is that people will always assume my biggest thing I realized, I had a lot of time to reflect on certain incidences that I had to go through, that people don't view women in the industry as like independent creators or mm-hmm. artists or, you know, like moguls they Mm. look at women like as if they are an attachment or an accessory too totally and it's never like we can stand on our own two feet (laughs) retweet yeah rt rt that you know what i mean it's never like oh she's here alone like that's i go to events by myself or Mm -hmm. i go to clubs by myself and i go and i shake hands by myself Mm -hmm. you know i don't go in like a lot of guys do in the a lot of guys do it yeah but people always be like you're by yourself like (laughs) how could you what you know and don't you guys travel to the bathroom together (laughs) yeah like what that was true don't give me that shit that's just yeah exactly and it's just it's it's upsetting to me because and that's actually part of the reason why i said i'm gonna go to icon and i'm gonna learn my i'm gonna educate Mm -hmm. myself on every little aspect totally engineering writing singing anything so that nobody can ever tell me like no you like i need anybody now i can do it and i know what i'm talking about too so um it's i don't Uh, know that's the silver lining to oppression honestly is really like the people who are like fuck this i'm gonna learn everything and i'll show you type of attitude but i think bringing up the idea that they don't view women in a certain way is like just like a bigger issue of even when you look at like the election where it's like people can't see a woman as president. It just like their brain explodes and they're just, I don't fucking know. Like what about when she's PMSing? Like they don't have any, (laughs) she doesn't smile. I mean, who gives a shit if she smiles or not? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I think it connects with so many women because it's every industry. Like you're just, it's not like, can you just see me as a person and right. not as like think, what every woman is to you? And right. you know, I think that's again difficult on the on the standard male perspective being insecure. Where if a girl smiles at a, a regular guy, he's like, oh my gosh, she fucking loves me, you know. So <laughs> a girl instantly becomes attractive. Uh, regardless of that person's preference most of the time. So, like, when a girl just posts a picture of herself not being sexualized, not being anything, it's like, oh, she's using her body to, like, do it. I mean, if, if you... It's like, oh, my God, she has a body. And yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Like, why I don't post more pictures showing off my body because I would get more followers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, and I'm like, that's not what we're trying to promote. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. What types of sexism have you faced in the industry, if any? Um, and I'm opening up this to you, okay, Aaron, I'll, as yeah, well. I'm trying to no, start on this one. I think... Um, yeah, have you witnessed any sexism in, in your presence? I don't or, see you or have you Or have you done something that you then looked back on and you said, oops. Oh, yeah. mm, or maybe that's you a good will, one. Maybe no, you will after, after today. No, I, I mean, I feel like I could put a pretty clear, conscious vote on that one that I haven't. I think 
my mindset while I've been in it, she's been different than the average guy. Uh, I um, my my heart belongs to another, so um, <laughs> it I, I haven't ever approached like uh, a female in the industry with that perspective of like taking her down or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. But I have felt like because I'm so open or talkative, whatever that I might I think that they might feel like I'm doing that, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'll just try to pepper in the word like girlfriend every now and then or something <laughs> like that, just to like. You know, but I, I think even that they probably think that I'm full of shit or something like that. Like when I was trying to talk to uh, somebody about coming on this podcast, you know, mm-hmm. and and I'm just like, yo, like this is a real dope thing. Let me know if you want. And it was like talkie talkie, and then it just stopped. And I was like, oh, I didn't. I don't know what I don't know what happened. And and she's a a professional in the industry, so I don't imagine like she's lacks that oh, I professionalism. See, I see. It just kind like of stopped. maybe she thought you were yeah trying yeah. to get at her or something like that. And and um, we're on the defensive. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I get it. <laughs> I, I get it. But yeah, I've I've I felt that. In that perspective, where they might perceive what I'm doing as um, mm-hmm. flirtatious or whatever, but um, I'm just smiling, you know. <laughs> well, okay. Why don't you guys give us some examples so that maybe oh, we can God. put into context? Let's, let's, let's just tag team. <laughs> yeah, you ready? You ready for this? Go, let's go. I let's love go. It. I can do all day. So really, okay. I'll tell you my very first time I was ever like super, super became like super aware of. Yeah. of what I look like, you know, of being a girl, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like that, that moment of being like, wait, I look like, oh, I'm a girl. Like, right, right. Issue. <laughs> um, well, I've been really, really blessed because most of the time, my very first interactions with, in the music industry was mostly with the Icon Collective guys. And so, so. everyone at Icon has, ne- I've never, never, ever uh, received any sort of sense of like, Prejudice from any of those guys. So we beat really it out lucky. of them in the beginning. Well, yeah. like <laughs> I just I was spoiled, oh and then yeah. and then I went onto into the real world, and I was actually at this event. Um, it was backstage at Sutra, and it was for I don't know if I'm, I'm I don't know if I should say any names, but it was basically this pretty pretty well known duo DJ duo. They were performing at at Sutra that night. And I had a session earlier from that that night, and we we as a group, me and a couple of those artists, they're signed to that same label. We're like, hey, let's go to this. Uh, you want to go check out so and so's set? And there was, uh, uh, I was like, yeah, sure. So we went to Sutra, and I'm backstage at Sutra now. The area backstage is not that that large. Mm-hmm. If you guys ever go there to Sutra, yeah, in Orange County, right? It's Orange mm-hmm. County, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, and so it's like a club club, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's a there. real club. Like people wear like. Like, heels, right like, there. like, like, real, yeah, like really, yeah, yeah, because it's Orange County, right? <laughs> the nice part of Orange That's County, so true. Yeah. yeah. So, no, but we were backstage, and I'm looking around. I'm taking a quick scan, and literally, I'm the only girl. Like, and the only other females that are in this list, like area, are all bottle service girls. And so, but I'm noticing that a lot of these people are like management or you know booking agents, and I'm standing there, and oh my god, this is like, I actually haven't told this story publicly, uh, but basically. I'm standing in a circle like this of like four or five people total. And all of us are, are artists for the most part. And literally one of the guys in this DJ duo that's that's playing that night, like puts oh, yeah. a shot glass in every single one of the dudes. And they're all guys. I'm the only girl. Dude's hands, except mine. And wow. I'm like, it was like so blatantly like, oh, you don't matter. Like you're story. probably yeah. sleeping with one of the guys. You're probably sleeping with the guy that's right next to you. Yeah. Oh my Did I tell you the story? Yeah, I told I you the story. And I was literally like... <clears throat> Like, I'm standing right here. Yeah, and they're just like, cheers, yeah, let's just do some <laughs> oh shots. Oh, my God. And I was literally like, what? Like, I'm so confused. Like, um, okay, that's weird. And then I'm like, all right, I'm just going to brush it off. Then I was standing next to this area where they had, like, bottles and stuff like that. And the photographer of this group 
was like, I'd like to have a vodka Red Bull, please. And I was like, you can go have your own vodka Red Bull. And he goes, whoa, like, you don't need to be a bitch about it. And I was like, I'm sorry, but I didn't mean, I didn't mean to snap, but I don't work here. And he's like, oh, oh, okay. Like, yeah, it, it's like, they think that, you know, it's harmless I confuse you for a waitress, but it's like, no, you're saying that I'm the only girl here, so obviously I must be where yeah. he's passing out the drinks. Yeah. Like. And, and all I could think about that night was literally like, I'm an artist just like, just as much an artist in, in my own right as any of those guys that, that got to take a shot. Mm -hmm. And I don't need to be at this club right now when I could be in the studio working. And that's all I could think about that whole entire yeah. night. They're probably ghosted anyway, so they're not artists either. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah, say anything but that's, on... But it <laughs> is a real, like, the only thing was that you're female, that you look... That's the thing. Yeah, it's like, and I... Yeah. It just never occurred to me until that moment where yeah. it was like... Like, it's not words, it's like actions that speak so much louder. And I was like, oh my God, like, they think that I'm yeah. slamming yeah, I think one of like, the DJs here. Like, or it's like they don't yeah. even see you. Like, no, I mean, completely invisible. That's yeah. And I was like, a horrible you know, feeling. Yeah. That was, that was a very disheartening night. And I realized a lot of things that night. And that's <laughs> when I realized I was like, you know what? If I want to keep doing this, I can't just, I can't just keep doing what I'm doing. Like, I need to, I need to. <laughs> either pair up with someone or I need to educate myself and I need mm -hmm. to like, cause I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stand for this. Yeah. Like, that's just not, that's just not me. It takes a little bit to like build up that like tough skin, you know, like, like, I don't know, something that just happened to me in Miami, actually, I was with, I was with uh, the other girl. She's, there's a girl, there's another duo girl, guy, girl duo called Bonnie and Clyde. Mm -hmm. And the girl from that, we were sitting together in Miami and this guy who's running the thing at Sirius XM, like one of the booths, he was like, all right, um, you guys can all have headphones. And he gave them to all the guys. And then he looks at us and he goes, sorry, I don't have any girl headphones. Whoa. <laughs> and this is literally three days ago. We look at each other and we're like, what do you think we use? Like, <laughs> yeah, we... <laughs> They have a compartment for tampons. Like, you can just open the back. Do you think we need like Hello Kitty earphones? Like, what do you mean? And I, I said that. I was like, what do you mean girl headphones? And he's like, oh, I don't know. Just like ones that were more comfortable for you. And I was like, I use the same headphones as my duo partner. And he goes, you DJ too? And I was like, yeah, we both DJ. <laughs> both of us DJ. And he was, it was like, it was like I was speaking another language. Like, right. it's like, I was like getting it into his head. He was just like, what? what? Like, what? You yeah. know, That's stuff like that. But I've been like, we've been headlining a show. We headlined a show last year in Wisconsin, in Madison, Wisconsin. And Nick and I were sitting on a couch. And then on the other couch was our photographer, manager, booking. Just like sitting there, right? The photographer had a camera, by the way. So <laughs> the guy comes in, this guy comes in and he goes, okay, um, where's Prism? And we're like, right here. And he goes, he goes up to me and he goes, so are you the photographer? <laughs> and I'm like, no, buddy, you booked me. I sing on every track. Damn. Well, it's so funny. It's like, I sing on every track. <laughs> I think, and I, I want to play devil's advocate just because I feel like it's yeah. important to ask actual female artists. Right. You know, I think a, a big argument is that there aren't a lot of female producer DJs. So you can't blame people for assuming it's the guy when there aren't a lot of women. And like, sure. what do you feel like 
I mean, I a feel like you probably heard that before, where it's like kind of a because I think the issue of why there aren't a lot of women, not in music, but in those roles in music where they're producing their own stuff or they have control of their own kind of brand and their sound and everything. And it's always just like, well, there just aren't a lot of them. I think it kind of comes out of what Nina was saying earlier, where it's like a lot of pre-programmed shit that you can't, you're not supposed to do that, that you should be, you know, you should get somebody to produce for you, you should get a manager. And I think, I, I mean, seeing like the people that are, I only see Icon, obviously, but like there are more girls coming in kind of like saying, well, I thought like, that's just what I kind of thought totally. this whole time. Yeah. And then now I'm just like, fuck that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's a lot of, like, pre-just ingrained, smashed into their head. And then takes the people with the balls and say, like, I don't fucking care. And I'm just yeah, going to figure it totally. out, you know? Totally. Like you ladies here. Yeah. I was talking about that with my cousin who's 20. And we were talking about how, um, you know, when you look back, you're like, man, I'm really, like, for me, for example, I was like, I'm really good at, like, reading comprehension and I remember it's because in elementary school, I was told I was good at that. Mm-hmm. And I was I got good, like, SAT or whatever the little right. thing. And and my cousin on the opposite side was, like, had a teacher who kind of harped on her for not being able to read really well, but was always told she was good at science and, like, flourishing in that field. And I stuck to writing yeah. and everything. Yeah, and it's like, I, I think that's a great, like, a, a great kind of transition to, like, why there aren't women in tech fields anyways, because mm-hmm. they're not— I mean, at least in our generation, yeah. we were not pushed in those directions. There was, right, there was right. a TED talk talking about like how uh, women, even as as children, are more complicated, uh, complicated, um, um, complimented on how beautiful they are rather right. than how smart they yeah. are, how brilliant they totally. are. Totally. And yeah, that totally affects your decisions. And then, like, I was just what watching. What is uh, important at that age? Yeah, and I was just watching. Uh, it's probably Friends or something like that. I think yeah, at the house, and it was just. Uh, it was. Rachel, before she, you know, before they all moved in together, mm-hmm. she, like that little group of like ditzy girls was just like, oh my God, you're going to get married and you'll be Dr. Mrs. So and so and so. And I think that there's like a whole old school generation where it was like, you know, you you be a good, you know, perspective to get married so that you can be taken care of and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And then and like all that, that stuff is just, it doesn't. Yeah. And it ingrains into everything. And then like there's, there's, it just takes people to say like, this doesn't make sense to me. Like I can't. Like, I don't, yeah. I'm not supposed to be somebody's wife, you know? Totally. Somebody's going to be my husband. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think things are changing. And I yeah. think that, I think it takes, like, another generation for it to happen. I hope that when I have kids and if I have a daughter, like, I hope she sees that there's plenty of um, other females that are killing the game, you know? Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, I was watching this TED Talk, actually, by Justine Musk, who, I don't know if you guys know, is the former wife of Elon Musk. She was talking about how... check that out. Gosh, it's a great TED Talk. It's um, She talks about how, you know... She, and she was the wife of a of one of the most brilliant minds of our of our generation today. Totally. You know, mm-hmm. PayPal, SpaceX, you know, um, Tesla. So she, she talks about being really literally kind of almost being in the shadows of that. Mm-hmm. And being and how it relates to being a woman. But mm-hmm. she's a very intelligent, extremely, like, strong woman on, in mm-hmm. her own right. And I think that um, things are changing. She says, you know, you have to see it to be it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't see women doing it, totally, you don't naturally apply yourself. You know, I'm, and I'm a minority. Like, I'm Korean-American. Mm-hmm. And I don't see—you might say, well, I don't—we don't see a lot of Asian, Asian-Americans maybe in, in, like, Western media. So we don't think, oh, we, we don't gravitate towards totally. those kinds of, like, yeah. roles. We think it's extremely risky, you know? And I think— Think things are changing. People are, you know, I'm in a really positive way. And mm-hmm. people are starting to say, no, I mean, it shouldn't matter what you look like or totally. whether you're a female or a male. If you're talented, you're talented. Yeah. You know what I mean? And 
Um, but I think women, yeah, you're right. I think it's just, we're just in this turnover stage right now. Totally. I, yeah. And I'm it's really kind optimistic. of like, I am too for the, the change. You know what I mean? I feel like oh, I'm 28. Like I'm discovering these things for myself. But for me, it's like my role is to, you know, educate younger women so that the turnaround time is a little bit faster. <laughs> faster because, I agree. you know, like you were saying, like I, you have to see it to believe it. But I don't think you consciously know that that until you're older oh, totally. and you're like, I don't know why it must, like, I didn't see it. So I didn't even think it was possible. It wasn't even in my consciousness, you know? For sure. So I totally agree with that. And I, I, I know there are huge programs now for more younger girls in like tech related jobs and, and that kind of thing. But for me, I'm like, man, it's like an untapped well of like incredible oh, yeah. creativity and like and passion. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a whole nother perspective, like a whole nother like frequency that women can bring to the mm-hmm. table that men absolutely. Can. And I think it's, you know, it's just, it's like, it would be a waste of half the population never was able to contribute as well. So, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, as to why, I don't actually know why. And the sad truth is if I knew, I think if I knew a really good enough reason as to why women aren't doing this, like in the music industry, the sad truth is I probably wouldn't be sitting here today Yeah. if I didn't believe it. Right. I just don't believe it. I mm-hmm. don't believe in those because those to me are just lies. It's mm-hmm. just fear. Mm-hmm. And I just, it's just lies and fear that people are, that women are unfortunately were fed into like, oh no, that's technical. Like that's not for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. You should go and brush your hair, take a shower. Totally. Put and be like the and visual. And look cute because your value totally. as a woman is purely on what you look like. Yeah. So TikTok. That's TikTok. Because, like, uh, Emma, you were bringing no, up like. Like unattractive female, de- like. Not that we're all like supermodels, but right. it's like no, it's like part actually, of our like we're pretty, you know, and like you can't. It's really hard to get into this industry if you're like not. If you're like you can't go to events without makeup on. You can't. Totally. You can't like go. I couldn't go through Miami Music Week without like doing my hair every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I felt like you know Nick was like, why do you feel like you have to do that? And he's great about this. Like mm-hmm. I talked to him about. He's seen it all happen from the beginning, all the sexism and everything. And he asks me questions so he can be sensitive about it, which is awesome. Um, but he's like, why do you feel like you have to do that? And I was like, people don't look at me twice, you know? If totally. I don't. If I'm not like, if I'm not the part. Totally. I don't get a second look. Like even if, even if I have everything in the world to offer them, mm-hmm. it's like. It's, it's a stopping point for some people it's weird but it is you know like there are plenty of like not conventionally attractive male djs oh yeah i can name name, like three right now totally i I think like they don't they're not held to the same standards but you know at a certain point you realize like you can't fight that really because like that's how it is everywhere with totally like a bigger yeah but i feel like when when you it takes balls to like, yeah, so well, I'm, I, I fucking, I don't want to put on makeup and comb my hair. And, but that's what it takes to get through that shit. You know, if, yeah. you, if you participate in the system, it's going to work. The only way it doesn't work. It's like a formula, like you said. Yeah, it's, it's, all, it's also like, you know, in, internal because we're so, we're part of the culture that we value ourselves more when we're like done up and we feel good. And it's like, I do it for me. It makes me feel good. But it's like, because we're all part, we're part of the culture that's like, you know, and that's kind of what I was going to ask you guys next. Like, how much, and Aaron, you can kind of provide a gauge being, like, the male perspective. Like, how much does your image play a role in your brand? And, like, the emphasis on that. And you were saying, like, oh, post more pictures. Even with my podcast, I was telling Aaron, like, I noticed 
the selfies get more likes, but I don't want to feed into that and post more selfies. Cause, but I'm like, that's, I'm like gauging my own audience. And I'm like, I post these like amazing little tidbits of information and then I'll post a thing. You know, it feeds into the wrong part of the brand for me, you know? That's part of, that's like the whole thing. Like I think uh, image, image plays a role in any brand, whether it's a company or an artist, when you make it part of the brand. You know, like age, age is probably everybody's biggest fear. Like, am I going to make it by a certain age? And age only matters when you make it part of your brand. If you just disregard that and make it about whatever you want to make it about, you might have a slower growth, but the fans or the audience that you attract are going to resonate with what you're actually trying to do. Mm -hmm. And it takes balls to go down that road because the other way is easy. It's like, okay, well, if I post myself in a bikini or if I like GQ myself out and I like do like R&B in my abs or shredded or something like that, like I'm going to attract a very predictable, I know this semi works, but the other way is like, look, no, I'm going to talk about racism. I'm going to talk about political injustices and I'm not going to get the people that are going to like club bangers. And that's fine. Like, and I, you, the, again, it comes back to acceptance of what you want to do. Fuck everything else. But mm-hmm. it takes balls to do that because everything else tells you, you shouldn't do that. Right. You know? Right. And, and that's why you see, like you go out on a Friday night just to, to any uh, electronic club in the, in the area and everybody dresses the exact same, the same haircut they make the same music. They're all, you know, circle jerking each other off. You know, nobody really gives a shit about each other. Like, That's true. There is a lot of, like, uh, men and women. I'm uh-huh. like, oh, my God. It's like, dr- everybody's wearing the same thing. Men, yeah. men all look the same. The oh, same yeah. sneakers, the same haircut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same haircut, uh, same pants, everything. Like, and, and um, Same poses. Yeah. I've never seen something like this. The culture in electronomy specifically, like, obviously trends catch on in, in, in any, you know, part of our generations. But, like, in this culture specifically, like, it is so rapidly and like mm-hmm. everybody does it even the people that say like oh, I'm just doing it to make fun of it I'm like no you're not like you're doing, you're doing it so it, fucking yeah. much like it's you're like you're trying shit. to you're trying to <laughs> catch the viral wave you yeah know? Every, like, funny, like in that sense I try to I try to just like not look at other people I try not to like necessarily listen to everything that's on my SoundCloud and YouTube you know what mm-hmm. I mean like I keep, feel keep, like, like the, the more you out. take in, it's just, it's so much harder to put something original out because your mind just gets oversaturated with information and with, with outfits and pictures and poses and totally song, like song ideas that. and lyrics, you know yeah. what I mean? And like to, to an extent of like, who am I? Like, where's, where's what yeah. I'm passionate about, you know? So I try to take breaks sometimes and just like take a week of like not going, not scrolling down my Facebook newsfeed, like not scrolling down Instagram and just kind of like writing and totally really just like thinking about what's important to me and that stuff, you know, because it's so easy to be influenced when, especially when we're in such a small industry, you know, and everybody knows each other. Yeah. It's crazy. But at a certain point, you're like, what battles should I fight? You know yeah. what I mean? Like I, I even, I read that even as like a, a advice for writers, like writing books is like, stop reading so much. shit, <laughs> Stop watching so much stuff. It's going to infiltrate like, Take your inspiration and then kind of go in your mm-hmm. own little cave and and create your art, you know? For sure. Um, I think, you know, I, to- I 100% agree that it takes people to reject, you know, the, the systems um, for any progress to be made. I felt like through my own exploration of like feminism and that kind of thing, I just didn't have the energy any, every morning anymore because I was getting up and doing other stuff and whatever. And it just turned into like, not, I love getting dolled up and all that stuff, but now it's so much more conscious where it's like, I can't fucking do this every day. <laughs> I have limited time on this oh, earth, let alone every day. And I need right. to allocate that, you know, but I think it's a lot harder than people think, especially for women, because oh, yeah. you are hearing it from everywhere. And it's true. Like if you, 
you know, like it, it came up in Vegas. Uh, I went with my girlfriends to Vegas and we all had like pounds of makeup with us in our oh, luggage. Wow. Like every, we're all, you know, it's a nice suite and we're all getting ready and we all have like our stuff, you know? Yeah. And it's taking a long time for everybody to get ready. And I'm kind of looking around like, holy shit, look how much makeup is in this room. Mm-hmm. And then, so the conversation started like, well, you know, it's your choice if you want to wear it or not. And you cannot and just represent that. But I kind of feel like, is it your choice? Or, you know, mm. when you choose not to, are you going to have to face this, like, wave of... And that... Well, I, yeah, like, that's the battle. You, like, you have to have the totally balls to is. do it. Yeah, say, of Fuck course. It, you know? But I, it's, like, understandable why the spectrum is as it is, even for the artists that choose to sexualize their brand or whatever. It's like, man, I can't even blame you sometimes it's like it works and yeah you know i mean again that's like business decisions versus artistic decisions you know like also like where's your passion yeah you know like if you especially if you want a brand that's gonna last like like you were saying like like you were saying and like you're not gonna be you're not gonna be like 20 years old forever like you're not Mm -hmm. like a bikini body like forever and and you hold yourself to the standard now because if you go from that to like industry you know like yeah. <laughs> like love that you're not relevant also because you like sold out like five minutes ago so why would anyone yeah. listen to you now yeah we, you, can't, you can't cope you can't come back from that so yeah you create a whole brand you're done like that's your brand especially it's, when you get out there like yeah that. it's it's funny actually i was telling aaron about this because i have this whole like even before coming to icon i had this like plan and this is the first time i'm actually telling people about it but I had this plan where basically this, I was going to create a whole nother moniker, not Nina Sung, just mm-hmm. a whole nother brand. And the whole mm-hmm. brand was basically, it was going to be a no face brand. Mm-hmm. Like no one would know what I look like mm-hmm. or anything. Just it's all about the music. And I think that's partially why I was really inspired by Zoo. I don't know if you guys know Steven mm-hmm. Zoo. Yeah. And I was very inspired by his whole, his whole brand because nobody really knows what he looks like. It's and it's all about yeah. music. And I think that's what aids to the whole mystery and the appeal, actually. Mm-hmm. The fact that nobody really knows. So, and like Marshmallow now. Right, right, Marshmallow. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, I, it's it's just, it's very interesting how like actually covering yourself is going to bring more attention to you. But as a woman, yes, I totally feel that pressure. I read this article actually the other day about how it said, um, it said uh, how we need mediocre, sound, we need we need mediocre female sound engineers. And mm-hmm. what that was talking about was women that are in the industry, they're killing it. They're almost mm-hmm. like unicorns. Mm-hmm. They're attractive. They're talented. They're intelligent. You know, they're available. They're they're funny. They're, they're everything, right? Yeah. And what this was talking about was like, no, you know what we need is because men, if we look at men, totally. they're not— All over the spectrum. They're not like a unicorn. They're yeah, not attractive. They don't have it all. They don't have it all. But yeah. women that— punch through they have it all totally because so, that's who makes it up there because you have the to access have full package you have yeah. to be full package you have to be funny pretty talented like but, everything you just said but the thing is like what the day that we have mediocre women mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we have women that are not so great at maybe writing and but really good at producing or what you know vice versa just you know have kind of they're not perfect they're not right, unicorns right, well, we right. have literally like women all over like that that's the day that we can we don't need to talk about this I, I think it's because it's when it's finally just like we're, we're people yeah. that's it that's it <laughs> women are people that's a revolutionary that's idea it. yeah there's no so that's true. definitely like the it's in in the flaws because i i feel like 
when I started putting out more like feminist stuff, a lot of stuff comes back like, oh, you do this. Is that feminist? Is that anti? It's like, I just, I, what I'm trying to tell you with the feminist movement is that I'm a fucking regular person right. and I do regu- you know, regular things. And I actually, when I was watching the Oscars um, this year, I noticed that in a lot of like the technical categories, there were like women, female winners and it was really, really amazing to just like yeah. these little like unsung heroes, you know, that are in there. And it's like, they don't, they don't have whatever the industry deems is like the full package, but they're still working in the industry. It's still male dominated. They probably still face sexism every day. Mm-hmm. Like, right. but gotta, they're doing it. You just gotta it. fucking do it. And then until yeah. enough people do it that it's totally. the norm. But it, again, it takes that, like you can't participate yeah. in the system. Like it takes balls. Well, it's it not only that too. Like I'm a part of Nap Girls, which is I'm a great collective of women that are kind of like, kind of very similar. We we kind of talk every day, just like, nice. just issues, you know, and, and it's, it's a great collective. And, um, Alice in Wonderland's a part of it, and uh, Yasmin, and from from Cruella, and I mean, we just it's it's the thing is like it's not enough to have a few unicorns, you know, killing it and getting Grammys mm-hmm. in areas that we normally wouldn't see women in. It it we need to help each other, and mm-hmm. that's as cliche as that sounds, but that's what happens. Like you need to have a collective in order for it, no one can do it on their own. The totally, truth, the truth is that you know, even totally. when you have like one brand, like you have Avicii, you know, mm-hmm. your dad's favorite. Avicii yeah. has a team. He has a huge Absolutely. team behind him that's helping him and working relentlessly for him. Totally. And women are the same. Like we need a team to help each other. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, that's I think that's the only way really to progress. So. Do you feel like outside of being a nap girls, like or, or you know, a deliberate kind of community, that there is outreach from other female artists, other male artists who are like, hey, like you know, on a kind of mentor level, where I love your music. If you ever need anything, type of relationship. Totally. I mean, especially. I mean, I'm assuming that's kind of how the nap girls came together. But mm-hmm. I think they're. I mean, they're the only one I've heard of for women. But for know. me, like, I'm not part of nap girls. I, I'm. I just like haven't. I'm not. I'm not in LA, so it's just kind of like I don't. I can't participate in any of this stuff. <laughs> no, but, you uh, can. You totally can. You totally can. Well, nap girls is I like. Would, I, but yeah, yeah. I, I've like talked to them about it a little bit, but um, yeah. I mean, I'll figure it out once I get out there. It's just like too much with school right now. Like I can't deal with another thing. Um, <laughs> but. Um, I don't know. I think it's it's a great idea. Like I really like the concept. Um, I I kind of this is something that like it bums me out to think that I do this, but um, I'll go into a situation like like this past week when I was in Miami, I walked into the backstage area into like the the lounge area for artists. There were only two other girls, uh-huh. and part of me was like, part of me got like defensive like just like just like the little like back part of me like before all this started that mm-hmm. part of me was like dominance you know what I mean yeah. for some reason I and then all like instantly I was like what was that like yeah. your comrades like you need to be friends with them like meet them and talk to them and you know like this is a really awesome opportunity to be friends with women in the industry totally. and and I immediately was like how could I have even yeah. felt like that? <laughs> shame, <laughs> shame. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, because I feel like part of us were trained like that, you know? Like It's definitely represented far more than female friendship yeah, is like and cattiness. So I, and, totally, totally. Like the female like competition is mm-hmm. so much more prevalent in like movies and TV shows than like the sisterhood of the traveling pants kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, but I started talking to them and 
I became like really close with them. Like we became good friends and they were such awesome girls. And I ended up hanging out with them like the whole week, every party that we were at, we would hang out together. And I was like, Oh, this is like genuine friendship. Cause I never meet girls in the industry. I like hang out with in person. You know what I mean? So it's just like, it was so different for me. So it was really awesome. Mm -hmm. And it kind of gave me like a little lesson of like, really leave that part of your judgment behind. Like, are there, are there a lot of, um, headlining spots that you see women in lately? I don't go to a lot of the festivals. I probably could guess the answer, but it's just the same ones. Alice in Wonderland. So like there's, just like you can name them on like a hand. Like yeah. Nervo, uh, Cruella, Alice in Wonderland. I mean, not even not even Cruella anymore. So. Like, yeah. Well, they're they're working like, on their album, I think. So they're yeah, I think they're, they're kind of under the radar. Like, recent, like these festivals that are going right now, no. Like just Allison Alice, and Alice in Wonderland. Miha Rez is getting up there. Rez, Rez yeah. is doing well. Anna Luno is pretty well known. Yeah, like, she's killing the game for Anna, sure. Anna Wants is cool, but she's not like headlining festivals. Um, yeah, I mean, if we're struggling already after four, there's not that many. Yeah. So, I mean, and it seems like the ones that are out haven't been, like, producing for, like, 15 years or something. I know Alice I mean, in Wonderland is fairly young. It's well, also kind of hard because, I, uh, you know, dance music culture is really interesting. If you uh, ever actually go to these events, like, I don't know. I have a love-hate relationship with the whole totally. thing. Mm-hmm. Women are wearing next to nothing. And we're very much, like... We're just like if I had a child and I had a daughter, she was going to these festivals. I mean, I probably wouldn't be cool with half the shit that the, you know that they wear, you know, or yeah. don't wear. And it's like women are very much like object- objectified in these things. I'm just gonna be real with it. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so when women see that, and even as audience members, don't really want to participate in that culture and feel objectified and, and not you yeah. know valued for who she really is. Yeah. That is AKA a human being. I mean, what is to say that she would want to be the leader at the top of that and be actually at the stage and, and playing those that's events? That's a great you know? point. Yeah, that's a great but point. But I think right? those, those, like, do you look at Reg, look at Alice, one of those are two, like, they're killing it right now and they just dress like jeans and a shirt. Well, that's the other thing, too. I mean, like, women, it's so, I don't know if you felt this way, Emma, actually. So, from the artist's perspective of being a female, we have <laughs> this weird, like, di- like, duality here. It's like we could either be uber sexy and supermodel, right? Or we could. And have our boobs out. All the time. And have our boobs out and walk around, you know what I mean? And be, or we could wear a big baggy shirt, totally. hide our femininity, mm-hmm. be one of the boys. And become one of the boys. Totally. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it like, sucks. if you look at Miha, she's wearing, she's wearing, like, what I'm wearing, like a big shirt and, like, maybe, like, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't show it off she's just I do agree that it's like you're either gonna up the hypersexuality or it's like it still doesn't feel There's like no they could just be who the fuck well, they are I also like, think that once somebody wears like unisex they, it, since we're so conditioned to think like a woman dresses like a woman sexy type yeah. clothes like when they do wear regular clothes I'm like oh there's being a boy but like it's just a fucking t-shirt like Rez yeah. I don't think she dresses like a boy at all I think she just wears a t-shirt and I wear like pants, you know? I wear like <clears throat> I'll wear like cut tights and I'll wear like spandex and then like a picture like a dress you know what I mean or like high socks and heels even like I found ways to bring my style into like what I but it's still like I shop in the men's section of H&M I literally (laughs) go straight there I don't even stop I mean I think it shows that it fucking matters what you wear that's the thing it's like why should it even be yeah exactly like it was like that moment where you saw literally pounds of makeup like why like let's just go have fun exactly and it's not like like, and of course (laughs) I think there's the there's a, f- a lot of fear to, like, feel like you're overturning 
forever. Or like, I don't know, this is where it all started. And there's so much complexity with like why one guy, you know, because I feel like, I, and I'm, I'm going to use Paris Hilton as an example because oh, no. I understand the like, you know, people don't really like that she's a DJ, but I feel like even in the off chance that Paris Hilton wanted to be a DJ and hired some fucking mentor and trained and became a DJ, she would never, ever, ever be respected as a DJ. Yeah. And I think like, so if you dress sexually, maybe you have like a following, but then there's also the flip side of it where it's like there's, and not just in, as an artist, but like as a woman, there's a part of them that maybe accepts you nicely, but doesn't take you seriously. Right. And then totally. if you don't dress too super feminine, they take you more seriously, but there isn't that like, yeah. you know, human connection that makes it, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't get the weird feeling. Sure. Yeah. Totally. So it's a hard thing to, but I really feel like I agree with you. We're like this generation, like, and you guys in the industry, like this is going to be the new opening of mm-hmm. like, it doesn't fucking matter. And I think most People your age, Emma, and like our age and younger, they don't fucking care. They want good music. They want to have a good time. And I think they don't care. specifically in the electronic culture, like, uh, um, you know, growing up uh, and still just listening to rock music predominantly, like, they don't give as much of a fuck about your, like, your brand, you mm-hmm. know? Like, this, like, in electronic music, it's very, like, planned out and, like, totally. you, have, you have a marketing plan. You, like, people develop their brand and buy merch before they've written a fucking song, you know? Yeah. And in, in the, the rock community, like, you, you have, you know, uh, what comes to mind right, right away is Alabama Shakes, you know? Mm-hmm. She's, like, the complete saying, yeah. opposite of what is glorified in electronic music, you know, but yet they're fucking crushing because nobody yeah, gives a shit. the music is good. Yeah, and, like, in, in electronic culture, it's a very internet-based culture. I think that... With the beautiful thing about electronic music and, and like computer-based production is that they, they're the first ones to say, fuck the system of business and mm-hmm. like do it ourselves. And rock music is still very much record sales reliant. Right, and like, right. so, so, but they I mean, haven't really- are friends with each other on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> no other industry is like Oh yeah, totally. no, not That's at all. So true. So it's but like, it's like, that is the double edge right there. It's, yeah, like, it's very like- yeah, at least you get that. That you, yeah. I've noticed that big difference, you know. And obviously, like, there's they have their presence on social media and things like that. But they are more comfortable being completely like fuck everyone and 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 I don't give a shit. Not that that's necessary. I mean, do you think it's because they're, like, they're more concerned? And I feel like you guys sitting here kind of represent your brands honestly, and it's just mm-hmm. like a brand. But it seems like it's because the EDM bubble, there's just more people who don't give a fuck about the music yeah. and just want a cool name and a cool logo and, and Instagram followers. But and- those people die so fast. Like, they die out so quickly. There's hype and then it's gone. And there's yeah. hype and then it's gone. And the people that last are the people that care and have passion. Like, like Skrillex is, has been at the top of the game for like 10 years or more. Seriously. And he, of course, didn't do that by just saying, but like, he... You know what I mean? Like he, he did defied, what he wanted to do. Yeah, he defied standards and stuff, and he didn't go along with trends, and he didn't sell out. And we still all talk about him every single day. Yeah. You know, whereas like people who people who like the girl, like the that girl who like had her boobs out and did like a probably fake like launch pad video, like <laughs> who everybody was sharing for like a week. Where did she go? Nobody knows. Like yeah. you know, what I mean? it's like it's gone. You just die really quickly when you have no lasting totally. brain. I think I think the electronic culture has brought a lot more people that want to be producers, but not that many artists. It's mm-hmm. very very few. Like it's very very few producers that write like a song. Yeah, they write a shitload of tracks and sound design the fuck and there's drops all over the place. But like 
there's very few people like, well, what's that song about? Like, or what were you inspired totally. by? You know, it's like, no, well, I, I heard this guy do it. So I, I found that preset and I wubbed the shit out of it, you know? And then there's other, like, you, you look at the people, whether it's profound, like, world peace shit, or it's just simplistic, it's Friday night, I got a paycheck, but and this is how I feel. Like, mm-hmm. when you write about something, it's going to come from authentic- totally. authenticity. But there's a lot of people, because of the easy, if you have a laptop and a crack version of Ableton, you can get up and going. So there's, there's less of the the uh, investment. I don't got to practice yeah. my instrument for 18 hours a day. I can download I actually, the sample packs. I kind of disagree, like, respectfully. Of yeah, course. yeah, go ahead. Um, but I think it's also because I might, like, I'm, I am, like, younger and I, I'm, like, part of a different, like, come-up generation in terms of producers who are getting big. Mm-hmm. And the people that I'm friends with who are, like, coming up right now with us, like, around us, are all, like, some of the most crazy artistically motivated people that I've ever met. And every conversation I have with them is like super deep. And none of them are really like surface people. They're all like all the people I've talked to, like the moving castle guys are really cool. And the people on our management. And every time I have a conversation with them or I Skype with them about doing vocals on a song, they'll be like, okay, well, what are your ideas for lyrics? Like, I want this to be about, you know, I want it to be like, it's a summer day, but like something's off, like, blah, totally. you know, mm-hmm. and I almost, I have that conversation with like every single person I'm featured. I think, so I, I think like out in LA, like it's, there's the bullshit meter is like the, the pile of bullshit of people is like way abnormal. Well, I have a theory know? that mm. I have a theory that there mm. is a percentage that love going to the festivals so much, they're like, I want to make this music. And it's mm-hmm. like, I feel like as a consumer, like there is a audience yeah. member and let the fucking people do their job, you know? But I do feel like there is this culture of like, I love electronic music, meaning I love going to fucking every festival on the calendar. And then, oh yeah, I totally like produce. Yeah, <laughs> like, but wait, even like, a, I feel like there's a difference in the festival goer. But I, I would agree with what, what you're saying, Emma. Like, I think in the last year and a half, like you're starting to see more songs. You know, whether they have a drop or not, like you you are starting to see a lot more songs, especially in the in the the, the up and coming people. You know. And, and I um, think it's also people are using vocals more. Yeah. And I, I think you just get tired of like du- double snares all the time. And somebody's like, I want to fucking feel something, you know? Yeah. Like and, ha- music for yeah. all of time. <laughs> and, and then, um, but, but out here in LA, like I think LA has always had a lot of fake ass people just because that's, this is the entertainment industry. Hey, whoa, here. whoa. It's called Kiss My Angelus. It's, it's had, it's always, you know, attracted a lot of people that want the, want the, the fame or success, but don't want to put the work in, you know? Um, and I think that electronic music is just, um, allow that a little more quickly because of, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't have to train, be classically trained and I could, I could download samples and I could, there's fucking construction kits that blow my mind, you know, like you can hear tracks and then that MIDI clip was in a pack that you could buy for 20 bucks and it's a B-port number one hit. And so it all that person did was drag and drop it in. So it's, um, but I, I do think that, yeah, in the last two years, you are seeing a lot more people like write vocals, write songs. They're, they're very electronic songs, but they're not DJ friendly. You know, they're not yeah. club tracks. It's just, this is, these are the instruments I use to express this idea, you know? Yeah. Do you guys, I mean, in so much as like the industry that you guys are in is kind of dominated by men. How do you feel like you, what, like, what, what do you guys use to kind of break that or engage in it more or whatever? What do you do to kind of, Aaron, like, do you, 
go out of your way to like include women that are backstage at your shows or whatever that you know are artists or are there like tips? I mean, for me, it's like, it must be really difficult because I think inherently you want to be comrades, you know, and it, and it might come off weird as a woman, like you were saying, when you talk to other artists and it, or that one yeah. artist, it seemed like you were coming on to them. Like with girls, it's like you smile and like you were saying, like it's like she, she, she wants the D. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, I... Just being a nice yeah, person. Yeah, I'm playing next or whatever. Like, so yeah, what are your, some some of your tricks, some of your tricks, hurdles? What are your moves? What are your moves? I mean, um, I think what's important is never to like understand that you know, you you in music, you don't listen with your genitalia. You listen to uh. you listen to it with your ears. You listen to it with your heart, and every, that's something whether you're a man or a woman has. You know, so I think for me, you know, it's really easy. I, I as I get older, you know, I think when I was 20 years old, not to not to you know say anything, but I, <laughs> when I was younger, yeah, yeah. I wanted to please a lot of people. If, mm-hmm. if not everybody. And I realize as you get older, you just can't. And you don't, you know <laughs> totally. what I mean? And so there's going to be people who just don't get you or are at your level. That's not a big deal. It just means you move on. And if somebody, if you're faced with any sort of, you know, like side racist remark, mm-hmm. I just usually kind of laugh it off. And I make a mental note in my head saying, <laughs> I don't really mess with you. And that's simple as that. And I mean, it's just that there's only so much time in this world to really that you're given and it's like make an impact while you can. Totally. You know I mean? I'm with you on that. Yeah. And it's just I don't get on Nina's mental list. All right? <laughs> don't don't get on my bad list. No, uh, but I agree. I do agree that like I feel the same way, too. Like the older I've gotten, the more I'm like, I just I don't even have time. I don't have time to like engage right, right. now. Yeah. You ha- you're valuable. You have to understand yeah. you you have something so intrinsically valuable that you cannot just waste a single second on someone who's not going to understand that yeah. or recognize that just because of how you dress. Or it's just or like trolling like. or something. Or, yeah. And I mean, you know what? Honestly, even those kids that are making those, you know, buying those midi packs and making the trying to get mm-hmm. a before mm-hmm. top 20, you know, they're going to if they really love if they really have a passion for it, they're going to keep going. They're going to yeah. find yeah, they'll themselves. Figure it out. Totally. It's nothing wrong. Like I made a couple of songs. I look back and I go, <laughs> like, what was I thinking? You know, yeah, right. I'm sure. Totally. Everybody yeah, does. <laughs> I, I was just trying to sound like, you know, so-and-so and, but that I had to do that to find myself. Yeah. And I yeah. think, um, yeah, I mean, the way I sort of tell myself is, is talk to other women about it. Talk mm-hmm. to, you know, talk to even other men who get it. You know, I talk to Aaron sometimes like, yo, girl, hold it down. like, no, honestly, like Aaron, Aaron's a, Aaron's a, yeah. a, a comrade, you know, like I, I'm like, yo, I don't, I don't understand why. And, Aaron's helped me out a lot too. You know, we have like allies, you know, I like totally. to call them allies, you know, and, and yeah. Yeah. Who, you know, men get it too. And I feel like, you know, oh, men, the men that get it are the best. Men no, ever. for sure. And those, the thing is like, the thing is, I understand that there's pressures that men have to go through too. It's like, yo, if I, am I going to be able to get a paycheck from this? Am I going to mm-hmm. be successful? Am I going to be able to have security, financial security for myself over this? Am I going to be somebody like, or am I just going to, or am I wasting my time? Am I going to be no one, you know? And I, and do I have to get the right kind of, snap back in the shoes and the, you know, I'm sure men have that same kind of a pressure. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I, I, it's tough for everyone, but I think for me, it's like talk, you know, find the good ones and stick to those. Mm -hmm. And definitely build your circle as soon as you can. Totally. Build your circle before there's no room for bad intentions, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Have those those strong friends and strong like allies that you know are going to be there for you before you start rising quickly, before you start getting to the point of like, right. Who's really my friend. 
Exactly. Right. Like, can you imagine being Justin Bieber for a second? Like, imagine, yeah. imagine if he didn't have a strong circle of friends. He probably doesn't. Starting out, you know? God knows how that's going to end, like, honestly. Imagine, we'll like, see. Being that famous and trying to make a friend, it's impossible. Yeah. Impossible. It's and it's, even though we're on a smaller scale, obviously, I still feel that. I still feel like sometimes when I'm meeting people, it's not genuine. And they're like, they'll be like, yeah, we should hang out. And I'll be like, it'll, it'll feel like they're like, also, please repost my track. You know, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's not. It's not always genuine. And yeah. I think. I think best advice for someone who's starting, um, and something that I'm still taking my own advice on is like build build that strong build those strong allies before it's too yeah. late. Like before it's before it's too late to know who's in it for for the good stuff. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the people who are going to be there for you and be. That, that aren't going to get mad at you for not texting them back all the time, you know, mm-hmm, who are going to understand mm-hmm. that you're on tour, who are going to understand that sometimes you forget to eat your own meals, like sometimes you forget to sleep. Yeah. And so. it's not always the first thing on your mind to check your phone, you know what I mean? Like, you have to have people that understand what you're doing. Yeah, and they kind it's of hard. support so that. That's definitely like, what's helped with Icon, because everybody's grinding, you know, so it's like everybody kind of understands that whole element of totally. like, I think you got to get to it. I think it just comes down to, to, to resonance too and like authenticity. Like I think that, you know, I never um, like somebody asked me for something. I just take it as somebody's asked me for something. But like I, I have to have the balls to say no at the same time. Like, yeah. Because like, okay, at Icon, like um, uh, I get to decide the fate of who comes in. So it's mm-hmm. like you get a lot. Like a guy brought us a cake this week. You know? Oh, I heard about that. <laughs> he brought us a cake. Where was I? Yeah, yeah it's still there. I was just thinking it's that. Where was there. I? Yeah. Accepted. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but um, it's like I have to. I have to be confident enough in who I am to say like, like thanks for the cake, bro. You're still not getting in, you know. Oh my god, he didn't get in. No, no, he's not going to get in for a long time. Oh, um, I'll probably but, cut this part out. <laughs> no, he, <laughs> yeah. he knows. I talked to him today. I'm gonna put his name in. But like, it's um, it's it's a matter of uh, like. When somebody asks me for something, like I've, I've had friends, like, of course, like if uh, just because you're my friend does not mean that I'm going to 100 uh, percent support whatever you do. Like if you're saying, like, let's kill all the beaners. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you're my friend. So should I support that? No, yeah. it's like I disagree with that or I don't feel comfortable doing that. Like if I felt comfortable, I would do it. And mm-hmm. if I don't, I won't. But you ha- and you have to trust that if that friend's an authentic friend, then they will respect your decision whether or not. Like yeah. when I send a- when I do promo for my tracks and I send people tracks and I'm like. Hey, dude, here's, I, just, I thought you'd like this track. If you dig it enough to repost it, dope. If you don't, I don't give a shit. Like, I just want you to hear it. Like, whatever. And that, and you, and you, I can't take offense if they don't repost it, which half of them don't. And that's mm-hmm. fine. Like, it just wasn't good enough for them. But I do believe that 90% of people aren't that secure. So when you don't repost their track, let's like, well, fuck you. I thought we were homies. Totally. And um, and, and it takes it takes balls to like be fuck that. Yeah, it's like, are you fucking kidding yeah. me? You're, you know, but you have to you have to do that. You have to be authentic to yourself and to the other people, or else everybody's just getting a fake ass, half ass totally. version of each other. You know? I, I think there is like that balance in like friendship and in business relationships of like being super transactional and being just to be an open person. And like I'm definitely kind of moving into this a phase where I'm like, I need to start saying no when I don't want to do things, even if it's like my good friends. And I just, for my own soul, I don't need an excuse. I just need to be able to say no. Mm -hmm. And also that like, you know, I want to be able to like openly be myself with a friend. And then if, you know, it's like those mental notes, okay, can't do that again, you know, like, or if there is a, it's like, I'm just going to make that note and I'm going to move on because I can't carry it all with me. And, you know, and it's totally fine. It's like, it's so much less... 
energy dealt with like, why yeah. did this person do that? And like, how come? So you're holding you know, up this fucking facade the entire yeah, time. I got like, all you these know what? shit to do. This is who this person is. God knows how much baggage they have to carry on their own shoulders. I'm just going to like cut that and keep going. Yeah. Going back to that whole Justine Musk t- TED talk, you yeah. really need to see it. I she, definitely am going to watch it. She talks it. about how her husband, uh, her ex-husband actually, he his favorite word was no. He was very good at saying no. Yeah. Because he knew. She's like, go down on me. And he's like. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, oh, that's why I divorced him. It was too much no. (laughs) No, but it was funny because like she's, yeah, well, I mean, she said, he said no to, because he needed to, he had something to protect. And every single time you say no, you're actually gaining value. Yeah. Especially in a, whatever, in my own life, it was, I, it was hard for me to say no, like, or Mm. not even in like a little sex joke way, but in, in a way that like, I felt guilty and I wanted to do as much as I could or whatever, but then you do it half-assed because you're like, I don't want to do this. And I really, this, I didn't want to be here or whatever it was. We talk about that at Icon a lot where it's like doing things out of inspiration versus obligation. It's all, there's almost a degree of selfishness that allows you to be selfless with other people. That's so true. That's so funny. And I, it must've come up. Out. I want to hear what you say. Um, uh, we talk about at Icon doing things uh, out of inspiration versus obligation, and there's a there's a level of selfishness that makes you more selfless. You know, if I like you're saying, if yeah. I don't want to do something but I feel obligated, you're not even getting my full presence totally. there. You know, that's yeah, funny. I was absolutely. thinking about that when I was driving yesterday. I was like, man, like, am I selfish? But it's like I've been able to accomplish so much more on such a bigger scale by. Being okay with like, you know, whatever it was that would have made me feel guilty. But it was like, yeah, maybe it is selfish, but I could see the bigger picture now. So you have to trust in my selfishness it's also that like, it's going to be, you know. Like a, a, with family, like everybody, a lot of times people hang out with their family because it's tradition or it's obligated. And they don't really like fucking being there, but they go do it anyway. And yeah. You're better off not going for maybe a month. And like sending your energy. Yeah, like going and then you that go energy. that one time in that month and it's like, fuck, you know, yeah. Uncle Jerry's here. Like it's like real, it's authentic. Totally. But, if, but if, if you didn't, if you weren't selfish, they were just like, oh, Uncle Jerry's here being an mm-hmm, asshole again. Mm-hmm. You got your drunk fucking uncle. I feel like that about, because I get asked to do vocal features like yeah. uh, like 15 times a day from like <laughs> kids. Brad, I can't even imagine. Like, do you feel like there is, just before you get to that point, like a level of like, why? Sing on my track. <laughs> you had that it, too. It's like, it, it, they see me as like a, as like a tool kind of, I guess. You're a sample pack. Like, <laughs> you know, well, at a certain point, like you realize that people are talking to you because they see you as a number. They see you as your follower number. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. They see so you as true. your connections and they see you as your follower account. And they stop seeing you as a person. They stop seeing you as talent and they stop seeing you as an individual artist. And I'll get messages that are just like, sing on this, please. <laughs> Like completely impersonal. Send I was like, them like voice I memos. I have better things to do, son. Like, what you <laughs> like sitting. And the other thing is like, they expect me to write a whole song for them. So it's like, if it's a feature, A, and I'm writing your whole song, writing all the melodies, writing the chord progression, writing the words, singing it, recording it, mastering the vocals, because you don't know how, like, it's going to be this whole thing, you know? And people just completely, they disregard vocalists like that. And it's, mm-hmm. it's really hard because I've had to practice saying, no, it's exactly like mm-hmm. that because I'm not going to give a hundred percent to some shitty song because this kid <laughs> made me feel bad about it. You know totally. what I mean? And, and like, I have done that. And it's funny because a lot of people I have, you know, I was just trying to get my voice out there. So I was like, I was like, here's a feature. Here's the feature. Here's the feature. Like recording all summer when Nick and mm-hmm. I weren't together because because I was back in California. Um, and I was like sending vocals out for people to work with. And they never did anything with it. And recently, 
we've had like more success. And they're like, so about that, about that oh, song, you know, and I'm like, I didn't even, I don't want to release it. Sorry. And that's been hard because I did send them vocals and now I have to be like, that's not me anymore. Like yeah. I, that's not, that doesn't reflect the art that I'm making now. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be putting stuff like that out. It's not going to help me grow. You know what I mean? So stuff like that is hard and learning totally. to say no is probably one of the biggest struggles of the whole industry. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. Yeah. I mean, I'm 28 and this is my no year. Like this yeah. year is just like, I, I don't want to give a reason. I don't even feel like right. I should have to. I don't feel like it. Right. Not yeah. gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And I yeah. think, I mean, being a female too. Yeah, I think there's a lot of pressure to be like, "Why are you being a bitch?" Like, yeah, well, anyway. oh, yeah, yeah, right. Sure. And yeah. like, it goes against your own desire to want to be helpful and want to be compassionate or whatever. And, and I think, like, like, the guys think, like, "Well, I'm helping you, so you should totally do your vocals." <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm not me. Fall back. I know. I know. I'm just saying, like, yeah, for sure. I think women need to understand their value. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Once you get your value, it's, it becomes very black. Totally. Yeah, it's super totally. easy. My advice to where to start is. Uh, picking people up and dropping them off from the airport. It's a hard place to start, really? but that's a good place to start. Like yeah. saying no? Yeah. yeah. Just, nah, I'm cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's going to take a good two hours out of my day. I'm right. cool. You can use Uber. I, I have an Uber, Uber code. I, and I really, <laughs> I would much rather give you 20 bucks for the fucking right? Uber. It's so a practice. And, and it's so funny because in my culture, like, it's a huge deal. You have to go pick, and I, of course, still pick up and drop off my parents because like, I'm not that strong yet, but um, it is a huge thing. And then it, it's just one of those, like, what do you mean? It's like, well, you know, Uber, I mean, you, it'd be yeah. easier for you and for right. me if you took Uber because they'll be right out there when you get there because right. Uber does airports now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, awesome. And I won't want to kill myself driving to LAX, like totally. whatever time. Yeah, it, it takes it takes a lot of. Yeah, it's it's a muscle you have to totally. do, and, and then you have to also turn on the filters. So you're not just saying no, no, yeah. no, no, no. No, what I was gonna say is now because <laughs> my brother relocated to Lebanon and my parents recently on a, on a trip. It really was like, no, dude, I'm fucking taking you. Like, of course I'm gonna take you. I want to be there, and it's less like crap. Like you know yeah, what I mean? It's I get to again. exactly. It's, it's so, selfish against it's your been degree. Good. It's been good. Totally. It's definitely okay to say no. It's just yeah. so hard to like tell yourself that. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's, it is the bitch thing where it's like, oh, okay, bitch. I mean, shit, we get called bitches for not hollering back at people hollering at you. Right. So it's like there is no, you know, gauge. That's yeah. true. <laughs> Let's not get into that topic. That's a whole other non-music related one. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, a, a guy gets. We, I mean, we get the whole you're you're a dick, you're an asshole, you're just fucking whatever. Like I I. I but again, like if that person thinks of you that way after you didn't do that, it's like, all right, get that person out of your life. So it's like the way I think about relationships, like you can worry like the whole time you're with somebody if they're going to cheat, you know, or you mm. could just, if they fucking cheat, you leave them and like, yeah. that's it. Like what's like, why spend all that time worrying about it? So if like that friend is going to be like, well, you didn't fucking pick me up from the airport that one time. So right. you're a fucking asshole. It's like, okay. all right, man, well then <laughs> well, I guess I think on, like, we're not a, having pizza tomorrow. <laughs> I, I think because on a grander scale, it's like such a representation of like, I don't know, like in your regular life, you're like, oh, fuck this person. I don't want to deal with this. And then you look at people in power and you're like, wait, I can't say fuck this person because I need you to not think that way because you're Uh, ruining it for the rest of us, you know? Or it's like until the power structure kind of shifts a little to like equalize it, it, it's so much worse for women because it, it all trickles up in this like bigger way that kind of makes you feel like this world isn't for you, you know, you don't really but, but belong I think, here. Again, like, yeah, the more you 
it, it's a it's a muscle. Like you 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 more you think about that, you perpetuate that. You you're gonna act that way, you know. Yeah. And it takes that fuck just like again. We talk about this in, in, in Icon a lot. It's like there's always that voice, whether you're male or female, a child or an adult, that tells you all the reasons you should or shouldn't do something. And that's what it's there for. It's like designed to do that. But the minute you identify with that, then you you're fucked because mm-hmm. you think that that that's who you are, and that the guy's always just gonna be doing problem yeah. shit. And the other way is like just recognize that that's a function, and you have the choice to either agree with that or not. And if you if you agree with it, you'll get a certain result. It's not bad or good; it just is what it is. And if you disidentify with it and do it with make your decisions based off of resonance and like what actually feels right, even if you can't explain it, you're going to always 100% come out a lot more happy, more authentic. You're going to be comfortable with the decisions you make. Yeah. But again, like if we've all been trained, regardless of male, female, or our cultures, to, to to do that, to base our decisions off that, so. It's a muscle you have to keep flexing and flexing and flexing to become strength on the other side, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we're all kicking ass, honestly. Yeah. yeah. So watch out world. Yeah. yeah. I know. I love, like, I think, I think, like, we have such a rare opportunity as women and and as a, as, as a man. As one man and two. Uh, no, as, mean, a like, man. as a feminist man. As a feminist man, exactly. Just being having the opportunity at any point in life to be in front of people is a huge opportunity it's like invaluable opportunity mm-hmm. you know like you have this crazy power right and people abuse power of course but you have the opportunity to change that and be the one who stops the show if you see something going wrong mm-hmm. like you see a guy yeah. like forcefully grabbing some girl in the front row you can stop your whole show and be like yeah, the fuck? dude, I've seen a moral technique yeah. do that on more than one occasion. Dude, that, like, that's it live and on video. He's just I've like, like, yeah, like you guys need to back the fuck up. Yeah. You're, like people are getting smashed, and if I see you guys yeah, that's, messing with the girls, like oh, that's that was what pissed a great me moment. off too. Like again, like electronic culture, I think they tippy toe, like they want to fuck up their careers. So like I was at Nocturnal, and Homeboy is like overdosing, like right there in the center of the fucking tent, and the DJs just keep going. Oh, and I'm just like, what the fuck is happening right now? You know, at a, at a rock show, somebody falls down, even in the pit. If I the one that knocked them down, then my job is to spread the pit out to get that person back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the, the band will say, yo, 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 stop the fucking show. Somebody's falling down. Let's, let's get a mask to take care of each other out there. Despite how violent and aggressive that music is, like, there's still that camaraderie. And in the electronic scene, it is very, like, you know, peace, love, unity, respect. But there's also a degree of, like, Drugs. Well, yeah, drugs. <laughs> I really feel like the drugs are just harder, you know, at a rock show. Okay, weed, alcohol, cocaine are probably going to be and like anger. the three most. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but they're not going to, I don't know. Like, I, it's, I, I, I just. Like Sarah, like the story that I told you about, like the girl who's in the front row, like her eyes were like rolling back, like, and we stopped it. Like Nick and I both, we looked at each other. We're like, okay, this has to stop. Yeah. And we got her water. And it's oh like, I think, I don't think it's that to like do something like that but i'm just saying that like when you have that power yeah you have to be you have to you have to like know how much power you have totally totally and especially when people who are not like you know uh icons in the industry yet but they have a massive following you know it's like that's still a platform and people are listening to you it's just like good facebook reach you know what i mean you're posting something and thousands of people are seeing it like if you're you know, if you want to support someone, you you can. You can. You well, can. like, even, like, a fucking regular person, they've been having their Facebook for, like, five, six years. They're probably, like, 4,000 fucking friends. It's, like, never in a time in history has there been a 
like everybody wants to be able to speak and express mm-hmm. and like do things and you have that ability now. But now with that ability, everybody's just like, okay, well, like I don't want to piss anybody yeah. off. And and it's like, fuck it, piss them off. If, if they don't agree with you, they don't agree with you. But it, um, we talk about this at Icon again. Again, I'm always fucking there. But um, like we have them envision their death. And uh, Nina, you went through this, you know? Like even at the lowest level, not you didn't die, but <laughs> you died, you were there. Yeah. Even at the lowest level of like a semi-successful track, you know, like it gets blogged at the lowest, lowest end, you'll see like 20 to 40,000 plays. That's like un- mm-hmm. like a low performing track. Then it can go 100,000, 500,000, million, whatever. Like if you just make that one song and you never make another song in your fucking life, like with that one song at the lowest end of the spectrum, you've communicated with far more people than the average person is ever going to come into contact with in their entire lives. You did that with one track that took you two weeks to make. Mm -hmm. So it's like, by default, you have a voice. And like, if I put you on a stage in front of 100,000 people, what the fuck would you say? You know, and I and I think that a lot of people bums, forget bums, that. Bums, yeah, bums. <laughs> you know? like what? And that, that might that might be like again. There's no right or wrong. Like Sorry, I could be like, I let's know, save I'm the fucking dolphins. Like <laughs> it could be let's save the fucking dolphins, or it could be like, dude, it's Friday night. I want to forget all my problems. It's just party the fuck out. Like that's totally cool too. Yeah. It's just a matter of like, what the fuck do you want to say? And and we talk about this a lot too with Christopher. It's like. You know, if you go raid your face off in Vegas for the weekend, it's just, I'm eating nothing but shit food and, and I'm not drinking, but everybody else is drinking. Come Monday, I'm not going to want to touch like shitty food. I'm going to want a fucking salad and a glass of water, you mm-hmm. know? And, and and just like anything, if I'm like in fucking lotus position every single day, like after a while, I'm going to want to go nuts and like just run shirtless yeah. through the fucking city. So it's like people are, 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 are dynamic, you know, they're mm-hmm. not one thing. So if if I talk about partying all the time, after a while I'll be like, I need more substance. And I'm gonna talk about so much substance, like I need to light, lighten the fuck up. And I'm, that's just how it works. Yeah. But you, you like, just say something. I don't care what it is, you know? Yeah. And I I think with if everyone is just like honest and doing their own thing, it levels it out because there's still gonna be the party music and people who just yeah. really like it feeds them to do that kind of thing and it just kind of balances, you know? Yeah, and I do that. I, I'm writing a track of brand right now. It's just it's just a, a banger, whatever, you know? And like, that's hopefully the, what I'm doing with my brand is I'm writing enough yeah. song, song meaning stuff and then every now and then I'm like, no, this is just a track that can go crazy, you know? And it's like, for the people like me who go clubbing or go to bars, it's like, I need that. Clubbing. I need those people to make that kind of music because I need to let yeah. loose on my I need my to get ratchet. Yeah. For, sure. for sure. I need to be breakdancing yeah, on the floor. To, like, I'm a Libra, so those skills <laughs> need to balance out. Yeah. Um, but this has been really incredible, honestly. I think, you know, talking to real people who are navigating the industry really just, it's different. You know, it's less like global and everybody's like this or whatever. But I think, um, you know, you two specifically for women just to see that it's doable. Nothing is easy, so it doesn't matter. So you might as well do what you like to do and then navigate whatever problems come with that. Aaron and all the other men who are like allies to women in industries where you see so few of them, like, thank you. You're You're not underappreciated at all. And we need it, you know? Like, it's, it's a huge difference when you meet someone who is truly supportive, genuinely, genuinely belie- looks at you and sees you as someone with capabilities mm-hmm. and totally. with, with promise so, yeah. and passion. And they see you for way more than just what you put on the surface. You uh-huh. know, it, it means the world really. I mean, yeah. Even if you're just kind of like another guy introducing like, Oh, mm-hmm. I really want you to, in- I really would like yeah. you to meet Sarah. Mm-hmm. You know, she's doing this. She's the director yeah. of icon and she's killing it. It's like, Ooh, you need a guy. <laughs> 
like, you know what I mean? Say like, she's, she's like, even just as an ally is able to kind of bring yeah. and sort of introduce like that, you know, I'm sure nobody would be like, oh, we don't have headphones for women. Right. Like, it's like your, your shot glass story because that's right. happened to me when guys are just meeting each other and they're like, handshake, handshake, handshake. And then, okay. It stops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it takes a, a guy to be like, like, oh, oh and this, this is, is yeah. yeah. Don't forget that there's somebody standing yeah, you yeah. Do, so. Yeah, I get that on the, the, the racist side, but never on the female side. Oh, man, that's yeah. happened to me so many times. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I don't want to shake your hand anyway. Yeah, probably yeah. had your dick in it earlier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, but it's oh definitely happened. But no one's passing yeah. me on no shot. I I'm think, like, one. just, like, for <laughs> a couple, like, closing words, I guess, to any girls who listen to this from Icon, for me... In the, like, yeah. right. global, in the world. We're global. Yeah. world. We're on iTunes. <laughs> no, go ahead. Like, please. Yeah. You stay like true to your passion and everything that you've always dreamed of. And you're going to get there. Like if you keep trying and you keep making good stuff, people are going to hear it. Like good music rises to the top. Gold shines through always. You just have to push through all the bullshit. You'll get there. Like you really and truly will. Like I'm not there yet, but I know that I have the drive and passion to get there. So it's like, as soon as you just push aside the rest of it, like you're gonna get there. Yeah, and I can't wait to see all of you there. For sure, <laughs> it's gonna be awesome to have more girls. Really. Totally. Wait, is she going to Icon? No, no. Oh, but you are so She like, is what? coming out to LA though. Oh, right? cool. I yeah. am, and I'm gonna come like record there and stuff. So. Yeah, don't, don't. So Icon fam. Um, closing words, Nina. I was gonna say something so good and I forgot. <laughs> yeah. It's a song um, lyric. Don't worry. Yeah, basically. Don't worry. There won't be a lot of like, you know, I do a thorough editing to make okay. it a clean. Are you gonna okay, bleed so. me? Am I gonna bleed for you? Aaron's not even on the phone. That's, that's why I don't send these to my mom. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and it's great to have a support system. I think that's that's the most important thing for me is like, it was such a big revelation when it's like, no, dude, you're not like, we all have such similar stories and whatever that it makes you feel like, oh, okay. So other people go through this and they make it. I can, yeah. I can make it. I would say my closing statement is that you're never alone, but know at the end of the day that, you know, what you want to put out for yourself, whether it's, you know, what you need to focus on, what your value is and recognize that and move forward. Try, you know, you, and this applies to men and women. Like, if you do focus your brand on your external appearance or whatever like that, that only ha that has an expiration date. Mm -hmm. And I think at the end of the day, what's really going to last is, you know, everybody has their own uniqueness. Mm -hmm. You know, Skrillex, 10 years ago, people hated his music. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you most, I was I was a big avid fan of him with his first album. Yeah. And a lot of kids hated his music because mm -hmm. it sounded like robots fighting. And, you know, I've heard all <laughs> kinds of stuff about shit. it. But... You know, now that he's kind of like broke through because he kept at it. You know, he just, he didn't stop. And yeah, it's really funny because we were talking about Paris Hilton too. Yeah. Um, he actually was in an interview and somebody said, what do you think about Paris Hilton, yeah. Hilton DJ? And he actually said, he's like, honestly, I haven't heard her DJ, but I'm, you know, I, I would love to see it. Like, yeah. I'd love to see how That's she awesome. is. You know, he wasn't immediately like, oh, screw that bitch. Yeah. Like, she's, you know, like. He's what such a good example well, that's like how things can go like, right yeah yeah so he's like yeah and he's somebody who just was like yo i just love to make music and you know he's made music for a majority of his life and yeah just stay true to that don't don't worry about anybody and it's else not, there isn't li else. limited seats up that like you can do it alongside mm -hmm. you know it's not like so, oh yeah. shit like there's so, not enough room that you as long as you have your heart beating you still have time totally. and it's like you know no where where there's these pressures as a woman to do this or that by this time it's like it's just nonsense 
you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just it's impossible to keep up with that. It really is. No, it really is. Like, so, I mean, honestly, you, you are exactly where you're supposed to. My closing statement to whoever's listening to this is you are exactly where you're meant to be. Like, where, who you are and how you are, where you're, who you're with, even at the time, even if you're really unhappy right now, mm-hmm. you're supposed to go through this. Like, trust me, once you get through it, you will get to a point where you have a closer realization of who you really are and what yeah. you're meant to do. And what, why those moments were important. Right. In They're all shaping important. that whole exactly. story. Good and bad, you know? Like, totally. So I, yeah, like, and you're not alone. You're never alone, you know? Awesome. I think it's also really important to like enjoy every step and not always be looking ahead to something. Mm. It's really important to like, Celebrate your th- your first thousand followers. Celebrate your two thousand followers. Celebrate your three thousand totally. followers. Celebrate your first show. I always have to remind track. myself of that. It's a good reminder. I, yeah, Seriously. I remind myself of that every time. Every yeah, time we we're all like that. Empty room, like it's like you're not better than an empty room yet. Like people still play shitty shows. Like we play, you know, we play a lot of shitty shows, and you're not, you're not, you don't. It's not like someone's going to just hand you mm-hmm. thousands of people at every show. It's not like that. And you have to be humbled by stuff. You have to remember that like each step, each rung of the ladder is so important. Like it's so magical. Every step of the trip is magical, you know, and there's no like final destination. Mm-hmm. Totally. It's all about like having fun and realizing that you're doing your passion. Like you're doing it. Every, yeah. every single thing you do is like you're doing it. Like that's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, because if you keep looking to the whatever the final picture is, it's like it's going to keep changing. You're never going to find it. Yeah, you can't enjoy the moment. We'll be able to 3D print babies anytime soon, so should be all. Uh, yeah, uh, I think we're gonna be able to like have men carry babies in the house. Oh switch in my dick. A woman made womb. A woman made womb. Um, closing statement. We're gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna call it the moon. The moon. Oh my god. Shark Tank idea. Shark Tank. Yeah, Aaron. What is your closing statement to our confusion thing? Young, young listeners. Yeah, I, I think it's 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 pretty much a universal thing, male or female. It's like a lot of people, you know, they want to do something, and then that voice again gives them a million reasons not to, and. The, the funny part is, like, what's the, the only other fucking option is to do exactly what you don't want to do. So why the fuck would that ever be a choice in the first place? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I really want to make music, but the, I don't, I'm not very good at it. And it's a competitive industry or, or you know, I'm afraid that I won't get accepted. It's like, okay, well, that very much it is true. <laughs> yeah. Now, what's the other option? Well, I can go work at Kinko's. It's like, is that what you fucking want to do? Or just do what you want to oh, do. Right. And mm-hmm. everything else, like the followers, the, the shows, the financial success, that's all a byproduct of, like, you doing it, you know, like. The success that Andrew Carnegie was talking about, they asked him, um, uh, when did you become successful? And he said, I became successful when I was sleeping homeless on park benches. And they asked him, well, what do you mean? He said, well, success is a state of mind. It's never a destination, you know? And uh, the minute you just, you decide you're successful, you become successful. And same thing with music. Like everybody at the fundamental level just wants to make music every single day of their life. And Mm -hmm. we're already doing that. So if you can uh, appreciate that and respect that and acknowledge that, then, Every decision you make is no longer made from a position of lack. It's made from abundance. You you are completely within. You have whatever it is you need versus without. And when you do things out of without, it's like you're trying to drive your boat, but you're holding this hole over here the whole time. So all of your decisions are altered and affected. Yeah. Versus like my boat's fucking chilling. Let's go. Like I'm on the sea. <laughs> Let's awesome. do this shit. Totally. So- well, thanks yeah. for um, thanks for Skyping in. And thanks, you guys, for coming. Of course. Thank you for having me. It was of wonderful. Course. Yeah, of course. Nice to you. And if anything ever, you know, I want to be part of the support system for you guys. And if there's ever Thank anything you. that comes up that you want to fucking feminist rant about, for sure. Always. you know that where to it. find me. 